Guys, ready to get sick? <laughs> that was a there's an old concert of Cannibal Corpse I saw back in the day, and at the very beginning of it, Chris Barnes says to the crowd, "Are you guys ready to get sick?" <laughs> and I always thought I always thought it was funny how like he had to talk in the death metal voice also, so the song would be over and he'd still be like, "This one is called Ooh Ooh Ooh," and, and I'd just be like. But he doesn't talk that way. So it'd almost be like the song ends and he'd be like, I'm I'm Chris Barnes, you know, but I don't know why he would say his name. Anyway, oh hi, hello, welcome to Cranked and Ranked. <laughs> um if you haven't guessed it, uh we're gonna be talking about Cannibal Corpse. Um Yes, I'm Steven, aka Old Head. With me as always is Mr. Eddie Sparks. Hello, sir. <laughs> Awesome. And special guest <laughs> star on today's episode is a fucking fly in my room. Um, and I probably will be trying to kill this fly throughout the entire episode. So if you hear some calamity and nonsense going on, that's that's what it, that, I, I can't just let it fly around. OK, and I this next one's called Sex Legged Death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, so um, Cranked and Ranked is the podcast. If you're new to this podcast, we uh, we rank album discographies and other type lists in the world of rock and metal and sometimes otherwise. Um, and uh, we haven't really mentioned it in a long time, but for people that are new, like I'm 43, Eddie, have uh, you turned 23 yet? You did, just turn 23. Yeah, I'm 23 now. So, and he's he's in England, I'm in America this is that's why our podcast is so unique. We're we're we're, we're different kinds of blokes, as they say <laughs> over there. Um, we do say yes, that. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, uh, yeah, Cannibal Corpse is the band we're we're discussing this time, and because Cannibal Corpse has like what fifteen albums, I think. I think Violence Unimagined is their fifteenth album, um, and because it's such a, a large discography. We're going to be starting off in this episode with the latter half, which would be number 15 down to number eight. Yeah. Nine. Eight. Yeah. Something like that. And then um, the next episode will be seven to one. So uh, you're you're starting off here with the uh, the least good Cannibal Corpse album. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and throw it out there that I don't believe that there's a bad Cannibal Corpse album. Um, you could yeah. say that there are some samey ones. Sure. Um, but I guess you could say the same if you were ranking the Ramones or ACDC. I mean, sure, yeah. they've got less good and more good albums. That's good English right there. Um, but, you know, yeah, they, some bands just don't really stray too far from uh, the thing that they do. And sometimes that's okay. In the case of Cannibal Corpse, for me, that's, that's okay. Um, yeah. I, I have a, a couple of opinions on that, but we'll get to that as we get into the albums. But um, as we usually do, uh, we start these off with where our Cannibal Corpse story begins, like where we first came in contact with this band. And for me, it was in high school back, I believe, probably 1992. 
was the first time I heard Cannibal Corpse, and the the album that was out at the time was Tomb of the Mutilated, and the first track I ever heard from Cannibal Corpse was Hammer Smashed Face. So that is a hell of a fucking intro to this band. And it was, at that point, like, I believe I had already heard Obituary and maybe Death. I'm not entirely sure. But Cannibal Corpse, Hammer Smashed Face was the first one where I was like, this is the most brutal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and of course it made me totally happy. Cause I was like, I don't know, 14 years old or something at that point. And, um, me and my metal friends, we were always looking for the, the next thing, the next level up, whether that level be brutality or progressiveness or weirdness, whatever it is, we were looking for the next thing to make us go, fuck, that's awesome. So, um, and cannibal corpse was a big deal. And I've been a fan of theirs ever since. Um, I, I would probably put them, they're not in my top 10 favorite bands, easily in my top 15 probably favorite bands, um, just because they're a band that um, I still actively care about what they're doing and I still enjoy even the albums that they're doing today. Um, this yeah. will actually be the first ranking that we've done where a brand new album from the artist is out right when we're doing it. Like yeah, we haven't right. done one yet. Um, so let me throw it over to you. When did you first come in contact with Cannibal Corpse? I think I know the answer to this question, but you just you, you take it away. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, this is this is not one of those times. Uh, it, oh. this, yeah, it's not it's not from a, any kind of gaming experience. It is it is solely looking for the most fucked up heavy shit I could find, yeah. and uh, I remember uh, sitting on the bus with a friend of mine, a um, friend of mine called Harvey, and we used to show each other, like, really heavy shit on the bus rides into school. And one day, you know, he was kind of, like, a couple years younger than me, but he liked metal, so I kind of took him under my wing. And, you know, obviously we started with, like, Metallica, then we upped mm -hmm. it to Slayer, and then eventually ended up in, like, the death metal zone, and he went full deep dive on, like, the death metal shit. Yeah. Um, more on the death core kind of thing for him, but to his credit, you know, the dude liked, dude liked some heavy shit, and the can Cannibal Corpse was a, was a big find for us, because we were like, yeah. oh, hell, hell yeah. Like, it, so, it what, so what year what year would this have been? Oh, you're talking about... Oh, like t 2012 maybe okay okay so was, that was about so at this point at this point the, the vocalist of cannibal corpse is corpse grinder it's weird to think of it because people fans like me i'm all like i think of cannibal corpse and i think of chris barnes but george has been in the band way longer yeah. <laughs> than, than than uh than chris was um that's awesome yeah like it's weird to think isn't it like how those first four albums you know that's chris barnes and then right yeah. after but like the face that i associate with cannibal corpse is that of corpse grinder yeah and and he was their vocalist years before i was even born which yeah. is crazy to think about i think i think 96 was the first album with him as a vocalist yeah it was uh vile wasn't it yeah 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 and uh, that and that's and that's really interesting because I do think that there are, I don't, I I think there are people who just prefer 
Chris Barnes and and or they prefer Corpse Grinder and they don't want the other one. Whereas me, I like them both, but I have my preference. It's it's kind of like Anthrax for me, I guess, because I, I really do like John Bush, but I'm more of a Joey Belladonna guy. Um, yeah. S- same thing goes for Cannibal Corpse. I, 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 I think Corpse Grinder is probably, well, not probably, definitely a way better vocalist than Chris Barnes. But um, I re- the, the, those first four albums are the ones that I listen to the most. But um, this is the kind of band that I wish that I could erase my memory and go discover them again because it, I just remember my mind being blown. Yeah. There's a really great video online. You can find it somewhere. I don't know if it was a, if it was a Vine back when they did Vines or whatever, but it, it's, you're looking at a, at a, in a classroom and somebody's playing Hammer Smash Face on a computer, yeah. and in the back corner, there's these like headbanger kids, yeah. and it goes to the bass solo, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "Nothing's happening." Like, this, this, nothing's happening, and then it kicks in, and all the, the guys in the back yeah. corner start headbanging. And every time I see that, I go, "That was me and my friends in high school." Yeah, that literally, we were the ones that would always bring in the metal. It, it, like our teachers would try to be cool and be like, "Yeah, everyone can bring in a song to play." We'd be like, Are "You sure about that?" <laughs> <laughs> this song's called "I Come Blood." <laughs> <laughs> anyway so let, let, enough of us fucking around because i'm sure we'll end up fucking around as the episode um moves on but let's let's start with the actual ranking which is why we're all here folks correct i don't know where the fly went but oh he's just he's literally on the windowsill facing me he's just looking at me he's the just che- like the cheek of it steven he's the- even he's even sort of wagging his wings and a real sort of like man eh, you can't get me bitch and i'm like motherfucker i will i will get you i will kill you <laughs> <laughs> on that note let's jump right into it number 15 what is your number 15 cannibal corpse album cool so my number 15 cannibal corpse album is gore obsessed Wow, the God, this is, I think our lists are going to be so different. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Gore Obsessed. So Gore Obsessed was in, uh, oh, not even, not even in the 90s. It was 2002. Yeah, so, so this one for me, there's kind of a trend with my list where I tend to have a thing for the ones where they step out of, like, the norm. This one, yeah. this one to me felt, you know very standard and it, it being slap bang right in the middle of this it right in the middle of their catalog it was just like like it's still good like that's the thing when you get a cannibal yeah, corpse yeah. album like that that's what that's the one thing that was difficult for me through all this because even alex webster like has mentioned yeah we make the same album again and again but we try to make it heavier each time and that's that's what he kind of like elaborated yeah. on. Yeah, there the differences in their albums, especially as you get later on, they're really subtle. Yeah. And sometimes they are subtle changes, but sometimes they're in a way that isn't necessarily as good as the album before. So that's why things kind of kind of you you will get those albums where you go, this is fine, but if I'm going for Cannibal Corpse, this isn't the album I go for. Yeah, upon looking into their discography, like there isn't there there doesn't seem to be a definitive list. There's just kind of vague patches of what people tend to think. Yeah. And yeah. Like I noticed that every single other list because I like to look at other people's lists just to kind of gauge, you know, 
get like it's like a second pair of ears just to just to make sure not so much did I listen to that correctly, but like in a sense of I want to understand the fan base as much as possible when I approach something. Yeah. Also, you know, we're not experts and neither one of us claims to be an expert. So sometimes you do hear somebody talk about an album and it will bring something to your attention that you didn't think about before. Yeah. And it may make you enjoy an album in a different way. So I, I think that's really important. That's why, like I always say, like whenever I do rankings, I'm all like, I'm not saying that I'm right about this ranking. It's more about the conversation. And really it's just, yeah, everybody's ranking is legitimate. Um, if you're actually a fan listening to all the, all the albums, then I think that your opinion is just as legit as ours. So cool. So yeah, I'm going to do my, do my little track by track. Do um, it. Now that's the thing. Again, like I say, I don't really have anything negative to say about any of these albums. It's just yeah, like yeah. It, the the quality does increase though through my ranking, in in my opinion. So, um, Savage Butchery is a short but nonetheless brutal intro. Hatchet, yeah. hatchet to the head. Oh, by the way, that's a drinking game with this episode. Every time I say brutal. Do a shot. <laughs> how about how about just a drink of a beer? I don't want yeah. everyone to get so fucked up they don't. I'm gonna get that fucking fly. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I don't want everyone to get so fucked up they miss out on everything. So just get get a light beer, you know, low alcohol content because we're gonna say the word brutal a lot. <laughs> here I am over here with my drinking since eighteen British ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bathing in the shit but um oh man hatchet to the head like this has like that violent sing-along feel like yeah it's it's hard to describe but certain parts in certain songs you can imagine some serious crowd interaction with um an interesting thing so i i is this the same thing goes when we when we talked about metallica or or some other of my favorite bands if there's ways to poke fun at them that, that I feel is, is warranted. Um, I, I always find it funny. And, and with a, especially with later cannibal corpse albums, every time a new one comes out, I just look at the song title and I just go, Oh, what is this one called? This one's called hatchet to the head. I bet you at one point he goes, hatchet to the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's almost like a given in most songs that that's, what's going to happen. The title of the song will be barked at some point yeah. in a very d- commanding way. Um, and I, and he does do that in hatchet to the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Pit of zombies. Again, it feels Pit of ca- zombies. <laughs> it's just, it's no, I don't, like- I actually don't think he does that on that song. I mean, it feels like catchy for what it is, you know, and I I love it. But uh, dormant bodies bursting is is a yeah proper dormant bodies bursting. <laughs> I can't do I can't keep doing that. I'm gonna lose my voice. <laughs> I can't do a good death metal vocal anyway because I do death metal vocals about as good as modern death metal vocalists do because they're because <laughs> they're all really. Have you noticed that about modern death metal? Vo- Not all of them. Some of them are really good, but. You have these bands that want to do this throwback death metal sound, and the music is always kind of cool, but but sounds reminiscent of stuff you've already heard. But to to a T, every single one of them, the vocals they do that thing where they got to put their lips really small and they just go ooh 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 ooh, ooh. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're a shitty vocalist. Get a good vocalist for your fucking band. 
Anyway, but there's so many, so many of these bands yeah. that you see people talking about, this is the best death metal I've heard in years. I'm like, cool, call me again when they get a good vocalist. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was a little tangent there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Dormant Bodies Bursting is like a, a proper, like, blasty one. Yeah. I love... I, I love when they have, you know, the variation of, of like slow ones, like mid tempo groovers, and then just like shit going in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, compelled to lacerate. Like, <laughs> I love some of their titles so yeah. much. Compelled to lacerate. Yeah, is it, it, the humor I, is not lost on me with this. As much as I love this band, they've, some of the song titles just make me giggle. It's funny, actually, there was another, uh, like, metalhead kid in our class uh, who was into, like, the real heavy stuff. And, and Cannibal Corpse, like, is, like, the induction ceremony for any uh, young death metaler. And yeah. I, remem- I remember he, he got, like, really good marks on a horror story that he had to write uh, for like an English assignment, and he attributed his use of vocabulary solely to the track listings of all of these albums. Yeah. Uh, like, to be honest, they've got to have like a thesaurus on hand to just be like, what's a gruesome word and how oh, yeah. do I use it in a sentence, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, drowning in viscera is ace. <laughs> yep. Hung and bled. Again, Cannibal Corpse just doing their thing and doing it well. Sanded faceless. I mean, what a fucking image <laughs> that is. Like, that's a great title. Uh, like this album pretty much delivers what I would expect from the band. But for me, this one didn't feel like much of an evolution from Bloodthirst. So it just kind of felt a, a bit samey to me after yeah. after that one. So like, I didn't really hear any sonic change at, at all. Uh, Mutation of the cadaver is gnarly as fuck. When death replaces life, <laughs> some now that that now I'm gonna full on say that's a bad song title. Like yeah. that's like, like you like when death replaces life, dude. You mean like when you die? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just like a weird sort of. It's like tr- trying to say something and saying it in way more words than you need to. <laughs> it's it's like it's like those memes where you've got like. Uh, a really well painted portrait and it's just like uh hey and then it gradually devolves into like a ridiculous stick man figure but right next to it it's got like salutations i am projecting to you from my vocal cords that <laughs> yeah. i am informing you that i am greeting you right now <laughs> and it's like <laughs> and, that, and that one was co the lyrics were co-written by jack owen and and Paul, uh, I'm not going to do it. I always fuck up his last name, so I'm not going to do it. But, um, but close enough. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So I don't know who to blame the title on. Um, I'll blame <laughs> it on Jack Owen since he left the band. <laughs> <laughs> he left the fucking band. He left the fucking band. <laughs> All right. But yeah, there's some cool vibey stuff on when death replaces life. And then finally you get uh, grotesque, which is a brutal closer. And uh, is a rare use of a single word in a title. Grotesque. <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, I, I was like, it's 2002. They haven't already used the word grotesque. Jeez, yeah. man. There's a lot of there's a lot of words they got to go through. It does make me laugh. Like as, as you go through their discography, it, like it becomes clear that they had to really up the elaborate, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I- imagery. 
Because, like, if, if you look at the track listings of, say, say, for example, like, fucked with a knife and, you know, stripped, raped, and strangled. To be, to be fair, fucked with a knife is one of the best song titles ever. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, that nails it. That's like, you don't even need to, like, be more brutal than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was that was uh, um um uh, what were we on? Um, I will I will say on the artwork, the cape made of faces is fucking awesome. Okay, yeah, that, I, I really do. Th- I keep forgetting. I was like when I was thinking about doing these episodes, I'm like, we got to talk about the artwork of each album. Yeah, um, because the artwork is very important. But yeah, this one is like it's not one of my favorites, but. The one thing that I do really enjoy about this one is I think out of all their tied, all their album covers, the band name is the biggest on this. Yeah, like it's takes up the whole top third of the of the thing, and then normally like the Cannibal Corpse logo is a little bit smaller. Cool. So my number fifteen is the uh, twenty seventeen album Red Before Black, which when I when I was trying to come up with like a one that would be the last one. I really didn't know what it would end up being. I had some ideas, but I'm like, I don't really know. But I, I, I kind of just went through and listened to the corpse grinder stuff from, you know, earliest to latest. And as I was writing things down, it just became super clear, like what ended up being uh last. And for this one, it's, um, probably because the the lineup has been the same for such a long time now like well not now but when red before black came out so you're starting from kill all the way to red before black it's the same lineup and except for one album it's all the same producer yeah so once i got to red before black i'm like man it's really getting harder to tell stuff apart (laughs) because you could play me a song for many of the 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 corpse grinder era ones that are produced by Eric Rutan and I may not be able to tell you what album it's on unless it's like one that really sticks out to me um, yeah. as as a favorite or whatever. So at this point I'm all like, okay, this has been it's been too long that they've been working with Eric Rutan. Honestly, um, just to, I'll go ahead and jump on my 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 thing about Eric Rutan's production. Um, I don't like it. Um, no. I I don't hate it. There's been worse production in the world, but all of the albums produced by Eric Rutan have the same problem for me, where it everything sounds too compressed. The, yeah. it, there's not any open air, and the separation between the instruments, especially like bass, guitar, and drums, it, it doesn't stand out anymore, and it just... I realize that the way that he produces albums and the reason why the corpse dudes like it, I think it's because it does add another level of brutality. The albums sound fucking heavy, but the, yeah, it, 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 it always just, it always just bothers me because I'm like, I want to be able to hear things better. And also the drum sound is always some level of bad. I've always said that I feel <laughs> like, especially on evisceration plague, and randomly in other parts of of, of uh, albums, 
it sounds like the snare drum is being hit with a dildo. Like it, <laughs> it sounds, it's a bad snare sound. It, in my opinion, some people probably really dig his production, but I don't. And I think that they could do better with a different producer. So at this point, once you get to 2017 with Red Before Black and it's songs that don't veer too far away from what they were already doing, they're, they have the same lineup, you're using the same producer, everything is pretty much very samey. If, unless you're a huge fan, you're not going to be able to really tell what album you're listening to. And so at that, it, that's why I'm all like, this has to go last, because even though yeah. it's a solid album of brutal fun, brutal, just take a drink, um, <laughs> which is all you really want from Cannibal Corpse, I would like there to be more, but I'm okay with just this. And so because Red Before Black to me is the most, quote-unquote, just this album that they did, um, it has to go last. So um, it has the least amount of memorable songs. Like This album's been out since 2017. I got it when it came out. I've heard it many times, but so every album, like I'll think of it and I'll go, oh, it has this one song on it. Whereas Red Before Black, I'm like, I don't really remember what was yeah. on it and so um it has to go uh it has to go last even though it's still fucking good but yeah that's my last one red before black cool so i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce right off of that because my number 14 is red before black nice well we had some kind of matchup here yeah well, no I wait th- it wasn't a matchup you're number 14 never <laughs> mind <laughs> that's nirvana dude we're doing cannibal court <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, Only One Will Die wastes no time throwing you in at the deep end with, you know, some in-your-face pummeling. Um, Red Before Black is like an awesome death metal track. Code Mm -hmm. of the Slashers, you know, slow and heavy is the way for me when it comes to standout death metal moments. I do love when they slow it down. They do it really well. Like It always makes a pretty fucking heavy song. Yeah, I think it's because their low end is just so fucking perfect you know um even even in like the compressed production that you can still hear like oh that riff is tasty um they do get a pretty good guitar sound i'll give them that but it's just everything else it's the mixing job and the drums and the fact that alex webster doesn't really stand out anymore and i kind of want him to yeah anyway go ahead yeah shedding my human skin again is just satisfying death metal goodness Remaimed, remaimed. Not that. That's <laughs> remaimed. You, got, got some, you, he was, he was maimed already, and you're like, fuck it, you're gonna get remaimed, dude. Yeah, fucking fasty, blasty one. Um, awesome, awesome stuff. Like it, everything's well played. It's just the production, and after everything that came before it, this album feels a bit too generic. Um, yeah. Firestorm Vengeance is deliciously technical in its riffing. Head shoveled off is brutal. What a yeah. title that is. Um, Corpus uh, Delicti is a swift and gnarly track. You Scav- can delict these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love a well-placed these nuts. <laughs> um, savage- scavenger consuming these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's fast it's fast and groovy in equal measure um in the midst of ruin there's a cool use of a harmonic in the riff that's probably the most unique thing 
on this record. Uh, Destroyed Without a Trace is a, is a fast one. And uh, Hideous uh, Ikor, Ikor, is it Ikor? I, I have no idea. I just put Skull Stomping Heaviness. Fucking awesome stuff. But yeah, it's, it's just a little bit too generic to, to go very yeah. high on the list. It's it. What I think the thing is with a lot of their albums that whenever a new Cannibal Corpse album is announced, I will always stop listening to any Cannibal Corpse. Like I'll be yeah. like, even if I really want to, I don't listen to any because then if you give yourself that space from their music and you hear their new album, it 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 it, it is it's good shit. But especially in in the way that we do these rankings, where you're literally listening to everything very close together, that's when the the sameness of everything really starts to ruin, not ruin, but it, it, it starts to really put albums in their lower spots because you just get be like, Oh shit, man, this is way too similar to something I just heard. Yeah. Um, and you know me, I like bands that try new things and cannibal corpse is not that band, but like I said, I don't fault them for that. Um, every now and again, they'll throw something in there that's like, Oh, where did that come from? But yeah. Yeah. I do see what that you is, mean. That is true. There's always standout moments, and then some albums have more and some albums have less. Um, but so moving on, we're going to stay modern day right here for um, my number 14. We're going to go with the most recent album, Violence Unimagined, from this, this fucking year, 2021. And um, re- really, like, my first note says, overall, more of the same. Like, it's... Yeah, it's it's a very similar album. Once again, you have Eric Rutan uh, producing again. Only this time, he is now a member of the band mm. um, because Pat O'Brien went crazy. I don't know if it was <laughs> drug related or stress or he's insane. Who the fuck knows? But um, they didn't really announce that Pat was kicked out of the band. They just announced that Eric Rutan was now in the band, and yeah. so. Um, I guess that's a that's a nice way to do it, I guess. But that's the thing that this album, because it's the same production, should have been last, but it's not. Funny enough, because of Eric Rutan. Because yeah. his his production, still don't like it. But as I'm listening to this album, you know, on this on the on the uh, on the back of the artwork or whatever, you know, it has like who wrote what songs. And every time a part would happen and I'd go, oh, I'd go grab it and his fucking name would be there, Eric Rutan. So yeah. I'm like, shit, okay, well, maybe maybe they did need a little bit of new blood and maybe Eric Rutan is the perfect guy for it because he's never written songs with them, but he knows them really well. He's produced, what, five or six albums, seven albums for him now? It's been yeah. a while. So I'm like, all right. And it, it made me kind of feel better because I feel like I hate on Eric Rutan so much just because of the way that he produces bands. Because <laughs> it's not just Cannibal Corpse. Anything he's produced has that same problem with my with, with what he's done. But now yeah. as a member, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, it, this is... It's good shit. And um, once again, the differences are very subtle. If you're not a big fan, you, you're not going to really get them. Um now, I do have to say, though, because we're talking about a brand new album and I've heard it a few times, um, the last time I listened to it, all I could keep thinking is, man, I, I know it's never going to happen, but I really wish that Cannibal Corpse would put out a left turn kind of album. Like, I, yeah. I don't mean I don't want them to be death metal or brutal drink. Um, <laughs> I just mean, like, 
I don't know, get it, get a bit proggy. Um, do, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but I wish that they would stray from the formula a lot more than they do. Anytime they do, it seems like it's a really short little thing and it's not far enough away just because I want to hear what they could possibly come up with. Yeah. Cause it would be really interesting. Um, so anyway, like a lot of these albums have standout tracks and I like, I'm going to throw out a name or two when on, on certain albums, there wasn't one on red before black, but you know, it's a good album. Uh, this one, the standout track for me is called follow the blood. Um, and I really, it's, it slows it down and it's got a fucking killer riff in it. And it, I believe that that one is, is written by Eric Rutan. So, <laughs> um, oh no, follow the blood is a, uh, is a, um, Rob Barrett, um, cool. composition and Rob Barrett is, uh, I, I think Rob Barrett is a little bit underrated cause he, he always gets, you know, cause he, before he had Pat O'Brien and Pat O'Brien is a motherfucker on guitar and, and Rob's good too. But I think that he's not, he's kind of, he seems like an everyman. Like he's the dude that also fixes your car yeah. and he's in Cannibal Corpse. So he just <laughs> seems like the most sort of like, I could probably go have a drink with that dude and we'd, we'd get along famously. <laughs> um, but he's, so he's great. Um, so yeah, overall, like this album isn't different enough to really put it higher up on the list, but at least the new blood of Eric Rutan being in there as a writer and performer, it seems to have done something for the band. And so I put it here at number 14. Cool. So my number 13 is, this is a hot take, Kill. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That is a very hot take, sir. (laughs) Now, my thing with this one is, and it could, again, be the similarity combined with the production uh but this one to me again i could have probably i don't know whether or not it was how i listened to some of these albums because at there were times where i would kind of like binge them being as i we do have kind of a deadline to adhere to and finding little pockets of time where i'm like hell yeah i'm in cannibal corpse mode let's just binge like two or three albums yeah i think I think I started to really feel the fatigue of like hyper compressed production on this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it, this like, was the first one. This is the first one produced by Eric Rutan. I was going to say, because like right after the wretched spawn, you get kill and like the time to kill is now is a mission statement. This album. Fuck yeah. This album doesn't fucking let up. I mean, that, that, there, there's a moment in I was thinking about this. There's a moment in that song that I, I, I is so badass and I love it so much. And I, I started to think about it and I go, you know what? These these kind of moments that we'd be talking about that happen a lot in Cannibal Corpse and other metal bands, I feel like they're only badass to people who like metal. Anyone else, it would it seems stupid. <laughs> because my favorite part of the song is literally the whole the everything leading up to the end he's doing the really fast vocals and then the very last thing you hear him say is the time to kill is motherfucking now and that's the yeah. way it ends and yeah. i'm always like god that's so badass <laughs> but but if you, if you take it out of context of metal it's pretty dumb <laughs> but i fucking love it but they have a lot of those moments where it's just like this is fucking awesome and i have to remember that i can't talk about how awesome it is to somebody 
who listens to like indie rock because they won't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been there many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but like make them suffer is a classic at this point. That's literally on my notes for this album. It says, it says uh, time to kill is now and make them suffer are, are classics at this point. That's yeah. so funny. Uh, like just the, like the, the what the fuck like moments in the chorus of that just fucking love that shit like the confused panicked sounding guitars that are like ah what the fuck like it's they throw a lot of that shit in there that that's that's one of the reasons why i always think it's funny when I, I I don't know why it happens, and I guess it's from younger people mostly, where they all try to, they all, not all of them, but I often see people say that Cannibal Corpse is overrated, and I'm always just like, how the fuck is that? Nah. Like, they were one of the most important bands in the beginning of death metal, and they still write shit where I go, how the fuck you play that? That's badass. And I know that none of these motherfuckers can play it, yeah, it's just. I guess it's what it goes to that thing where some people feel like in order to make a make a a splash out there in the world of the internet, you have to have a hot take. And yeah, the hottest take in the world is disliking a big band that a lot of people like. And so, um, kudos to you guys for trying to earn your cred somehow. But you're <laughs> wrong. They are not overrated. Um. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, necrosadistic worship. Like some gnarly brutality on there. Necrosadistic, ne- necrosadistic warning is the name of the song. Is it? Ah, yeah. I I necrosadistic warning. You ah. will not rest in peace. That's the one. I I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Were you drinking when you did this? Funnily enough, no, no, I was not. <laughs> okay, let's just I, tell everybody you were. I I'm thinking. I think I was just so. <laughs> I think I was just so battered from like the yeah. amount of <laughs> you're you punch drunk. Honestly, the amount of like if you boil it down to the sheer amount of information on these discs, like <laughs> you have to retain. Yeah. Like my god. It's exhausting at times. Yeah, yeah. F- five nails through the neck is just more gnarliness. I like, love, I love, yeah. I love that one because fi- it's like f- five, five nails, just five. Yeah, like, that's all. The, that's all the nails that they had left. It's a, like, <laughs> look, we got five nails. If you don't watch out, they're all going through your neck, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, purification by fire is is frantic <laughs> and vicious. Death walking terror is a song mm-hmm. that I, I think I'd heard. Death walking terror. Um, prior to doing this, but I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure I I had heard it. Um, barbaric bludgeonings it does m- more uh, of the modern cannibal corpse thing I've come to expect. Uh, the discipline of revenge. At the time of writing the review of this album, this it feels like another one of the albums in the catalog where they just do their thing rather than do anything eccentric. They just, yeah, they certainly go back to the drawing board and they're like, let's make a fucking face bashing your fucking skull in album. And they did do that with this one. Like brain removal device is just more, more gory (laughs) death metal. (laughs) 
uh, maniacal. Uh, blasts are plenty. I put next to maniacal. Mm-hmm. Um, submerged in boiling flesh. Just some ripping violent shit there. That's a that's a that, that's one of those titles where you have to like think about it. I'm like, okay, so they already boiled some flesh, and yeah. then they're going to put you in it. So it's not your flesh that's boiling; it's somebody else's flesh. Yeah, and then you're going to be put in there, and then eventually your flesh will also be boiling. Maybe it's like a they keep putting person after person in there, like you that's know, f- fucking scary thought. So man. if they had written a song <laughs> about the first person, it would just be called "Submerged in Boiling Water." And then that's that's it. Doesn't sound it's, quite as good. It's not as cool. It's just as fucking horrible, but not as cool. And then the, and then the song before that is "Hold On While the Water Heats Up." Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Infinite Misery has a slow uh, grinding riff. All in all, like this album for me, just felt a little bit too vanilla death metal. Yeah for me yeah. to be very high on the list plus the the production of this record really hurts it in in terms of feeling kind of peaky and compressed and yeah i'm glad if, it's not just me yeah if everything's at the same level the whole way through it's gonna have less of an effect um whereas if you have moments where it kind of has room to breathe not rather than not so much letting up, but just being able to exist in a space rather than just be like, ah, fuck, this caged animal can't get out any further because yeah. it's confined, you know? I think it, I think I would have been okay with it if they had just done it on the one album, like make a statement like this, but they did it on too many albums. Because it's like, yeah. it's one of those things where sometimes like, if it's if I'm listening to a song that I've heard a whole shitload of times, sometimes I'll mentally think in my head, you know what, I'm going to listen to this song now, but I'm only going to pay attention to what the bass guitar is doing because I've never yeah. done that. But the way that these these albums are produced, there's no way to do that. Nah. It's like it's like you can you can pay attention to the guitars or the vocals. Everything else is kind of a mess. Um, well, don't but, don't, they, um, don't they play in like a, a ridiculously low tuning like A flat? They, they, yeah, they, they, keep, they kept tuning down over their career. Yeah. So, like, with, with that, you're going to end up, eventually, the guitars and the bass are going to occupy the same kind of frequencies. And yeah. it just, it's a tricky, tricky process. But, yeah. It's true. Um, but this is not uh, my number 13. Um, my number 13 is the 2012 album, Torture. Okay. And, um... A lot of the things that I said about, you know, like Red Before Black, it's a lot of the stuff still there. This is still another Eric Rutan produced album that sounds very similar. Um, this one goes lower on the list because the album prior to this, Evisceration Plague, I think is really fucking good. And this album is a, a step down from that song-wise. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not really fucking awesome songs because there are like my the standout one for me is called intestinal crank i love yeah. that song um <laughs> intestines there's plenty on the of, spool <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just so many great badass riffs on this album and it's fucking good once again it's a really solid album if you take a break from all cannibal corpse and just listen to torture it's fucking good but it's just too in, in the grand scheme of things when comparing their albums it's too samey and Eric Rutan's production, once again, is not great. And yeah. um, it, this was the point 
as a fan, like once they had done this album, this is where I started really complaining about the production because I didn't really like it on Kill. I didn't really like it on Evisceration Plague. And then, then they went to him again for Torture, and I'm just like, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but I realized that I'm probably in the minority because I don't hear a lot of people complaining about the production on these albums. But um, it's, and like I said, there's worse. But, yeah. you know, to be completely honest, like, as much as people, and I, once again, we're gonna br- we bring them into every single episode. As much as people like to complain about Saint Anger, I would rather listen to that production than any of the Eric Rutan produced Cannibal Corpse albums, <laughs> because <laughs> because at least it's and, well, I guess maybe if 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 Metallica had continued to do albums that sounded like that, maybe I'd be pissed off. <laughs> but the fact that Saint Anger's on its own, I'm like, I like this. It's different. It's weird. It's cool. Whereas yeah. if they had just done Kill. And I'm like, oh, it gets us. They made this brutal album all the way through. It's really compressed, and it just it makes you feel exhausted. Cool. Let's move on to the next thing. Nope. The next thing is very similar versions of the same thing. So um, then you get to torture, and I'm just like, yeah. But it does have some cool moments, and so it it lays here at number thirteen. Cool. So my number twelve is vile. Dude, what are you what are you doing? Like what? He, <laughs> This this is the thing. Like I'm, I'm now looking at the list and I'm thinking this is good. No, this is good low. though. This is yeah. good. It's pretty low for Vile, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, let's do it. Let's jump into Vile, okay. the first album with George Corpse Grinder Fisher on vocals. Cool. So it's at this point I must state, I the Devoured by Vermin is fucking awesome. What yeah. a, what a way, Devoured. Just born of vermin, devoured. Blood on your rabbit, devoured my vermin. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna when we do when, we, when I edit this, I'm gonna edit our voices right next to each other, so it just sounds like we're just uh, badass. You gotta pitch one of them so that it's like three semitones down as well, so it sounds. Who the fuck do you fun. think I am, dude? I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that kind of shit. I managed like, to put echo. Did you, did you notice I managed to put echo on the two Toto episodes? <laughs> that that was a nice touch. I liked it. <laughs> That's as far as my editing goes. It's like cut. I can edit spaces out, and I can add some echo. That's it. <laughs> cool. Um, Via. Yeah. I love the chorus in Devoured by Vermin, and that breakdown mm-hmm. is is too gnarly, especially that reverb on the snare at that at that point. Yeah, uh, mummified. I love the transitions they do when they fuck about with like the tempo, and the fact that in 1996, an era of dry albums, they were implementing reverb on the snare in slow parts, and that makes me happy. Well, this is this is still them. This is the last album they did with Scott Burns. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I don't think the Scott Burns album, technically speaking, the, the albums he did aren't the best produced Cannibal Corpse albums, but I love the way that all of them sound. And yeah. Scott Burns, we talked about Scott Burns when we talked about Death, I believe, where I was saying that back in the early 90s, we, you would go to the record store and it doesn't matter what the band name was. If you never heard of the band, heard of the band before in your life, turned it over and it said produced by Scott Burns, you bought the fucking album. Cause Hell he, yeah. Because he just, I don't know if he just chose to work with great bands or he always brought out the best in bands. bands. Dude was, that dude was intent to that era of death metal, in my opinion. And he, this was the last one with Cannibal Corpse. Cool. 
Yeah, it's it's just like it makes me happy that for a time they understood the in- the importance of space. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yes. Yes. You know. Um, yeah. Perverse suffering has some mind blowing blast riffs. You know, disfigured is awesome. The riffing is gnarly. Bloodlands is exactly the slow, nasty side of death metal that I adore. Uh, Puncture Wound Massacre is mm-hmm. short but brutal. Uh, Relentless Beating pretty much does what it says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute Hatred is just more gruesome death metal. Eaten from the inside, there's a really cool melodic solo in this one and a really gnarly 6-8 breakdown feel at times. Uh, <laughs> orgasm through torture uh, has a, <laughs> the breakdown in the middle of that is one of the most beautifully ugly things I've ever heard. Yeah, and monolith is a final chunk of nasty to deliver the finishing blow to this one. And I'd say this is where this is where for me the albums get interesting. Yeah, like because because my bottom three have the. I've heard it already feel to it. This now is where I'm starting to put in albums that make me think, oh, there's there's something to this one, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my so I'm actually gonna just be moving one album up for you from you for my number 12. My number 12 is Gallery of Suicide from 1998. Okay. And this one, um, this is probably the album that I've listened to the least out of all of, well, except for the, maybe the last few newer ones. But, um, honestly, like I, I, ne- I never really thought it was that strong. And honestly, for a while, I didn't even really like the album cover, but now I like it a lot more cause it's, it's a little more, I, I actually really like it when Vince Locke does things that aren't just like, Ooh, look at this corpse with its entrails hanging out when he does something (laughs) a little bit different i'm always like that's kind of cool um and so this this album cover grew on me and the album grew on me as well this is the first album with pat o'brien on guitar because rob barrett left the band um at this point he comes back in later um and this was the first and only album produced uh by jim morris who owned Morris Sound Studios, where they recorded all their previous albums with Scott Burns? So the, Jim Morris was just more like the house, the house engineer, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I'm not in love with the production on this album. Um, it's it's it seems like it's missing a little bit of low end, and um, sometimes it feels a little bit light. But I do like the fact that he does include a lot of reverb. Um, yeah. He he does. There's a lot of room in this album. It just isn't it's it's not heavy enough for me. And yeah. the fact that some of the songs here are not as well written, the weaker production on top of kind of weaker songs it makes this album just kind of eh, it's okay. Um some of the tracks start to run together after a while on this one. And the big thing for this one for me is that it's my least favorite Corpse Grinder performance. Like I don't think his yeah. vocals are are that great on this compared to everything else he's done. But this one sits higher up for me just because it sounds different. Yeah. <laughs> you, you play me a track and I'll be like, that's off Gallery of Suicide. I can tell. And I like in the story of the band, I'll say that a lot. I always like 
an album that has its own place and gallery of suicide has its own place. Um, um, yeah, so it's good. The song gallery of suicide is great. It's more of a slower, um, song and a song like that. And it was, but I really do think like that, the, the main riff in that it sounds very uncannibal corpse. Yeah. Like it's very open and, Honestly, a lot of those things, and you brought up like, you know, melodic solos and stuff. I really do think that a lot of those moments were owed to Jack Owen. I think Jack Owen is a guitar player who brought a little bit more, I don't know, soul to the shit, I guess. A little <laughs> bit for, you know, nobody, I guess nobody ever used that term with Cannibal Corpse, but he does seem like he does, he, he does bring elements that, you could tell that he wasn't a dude that just was all about brutal music. And he clearly mm. wasn't. I mean, he, he ended up joining when he left cannibal corpse. He, he had started like an alternative rock band or something that wow. didn't really go anywhere. And of course he went right back into doing death metal. He joined Deicide, and now he's a member of uh, six feet under. So how did, how <laughs> fucking, how fucking good is that? That's he just comes circle. right back to working with Chris Barnes um, I am not a six feet under fan, by the way. I think it's a, I don't think I'm not going to shit on Chris Barnes. Cause he, he, um, it, that's just like, that's like jumping on Vince Neal. Everyone keeps jumping on Vince Neal. I'm all like, the dude <laughs> is in his late fifties, I believe. And sixties, I think. Oh my God. So it's just like sometimes dudes like the brutality of doing that kind of vocals and eventually your voice, some people's voices will not be as good anymore. So I'm not going to be one of those people that jumps on Chris Barnes. I just don't really like six feet under overall. I will say the subtitled kickstart my heart is, is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's funny, but once you get like the 5,000th person, it's, yeah. it's just like, you know, that has to chime in and be like, the vocals sound awful. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You didn't need <laughs> to say that. We know that. <laughs> oh, and, he's, and he's fat. Yeah, okay. He's, 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 at, he's clearly out of shape. I mean, you're an asshole. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to be one of those people. But um, anyway, I, so let's, let's move back to Gallery of Suicide. Good album, not a great album, but I do like the uniqueness of it. And so that's why it's here at my number 12. Okay, we're on to number 11. Cool. So, my number 11 is their newest album, Violence Unimagined. All right, cool. That's, I, 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 it's pretty cool that this one get, got kind of a higher position for you. Yeah, it, for me, I like to have like kind of a, a kind of like positive edge towards a, a, a recent album because it's kind of like maybe this one will grow on me maybe it'll drop down i'm just happy they're still making stuff absolutely um, that's the thing um but yeah right out of the gate murderous rampage opens the record with this fast frantic fucker of an opener with corpse grinder sounding vicious with some awesome high screams thrown in because yeah general generally he's known more for his um gutturals um and the speed at which he can do gutturals like well and the and the fact and the fact that a lot of times you can understand what he's saying and he the big thing that everyone brings up is that he doesn't cup the mic he yeah 
He's he's full throating death metal. It he doesn't have to ooh 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 his lips in order to make that sound. He was just bored, yeah. sounding like a fucking demon. It's so funny though. Like when you hear him speak, he's like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we we did well, this tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> of course. Oh, it's awesome. Um, you get uh, necrogenic resurrection, which is a, which is an awesome. <laughs> f- Necrotic what the what. <laughs> Like it, it's it's just like I love the fact that they're I they're now they're really, making me go look up words. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they really bottomed out on the thesaurus, and now they're just like, okay, we need we need material, we need to you know go deep with this shit. Yeah, inhumane harvest, like gnarly song, uh, condemnation, contagion, that title Dude, you said remind- like, you, you said it like it's about a nation of condoms <laughs> it's a condemnation <laughs> actually i don't oh, even know man. how you pronounce that now is it condemnation no fuck never mind never mind <laughs> condemnation contagion <laughs> it's just a, it's just a giant covid style pandemic but everybody turns into rubber johnnies <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a very English term, rubber johnnies. Yeah. Uh, um, surround, kill, devour is catchy as hell. Yeah. Um, ritual annihilation. It, you know, there's a decent amount of fast shit on this record, but that breakdown riff, oh. Um, Follow the Blood is a face ripper. Um, yeah, it's a great one. Ba- Bound and Burned is more killer death metal. Slowly sawn. <laughs> has a slow, nasty feel. Uh, Over torture is brutal as fuck, and Ceremonies of the Flayed is just one last slow, nasty bugger to close out on. And yeah, like uh, for an album this late in the band's career, I mean, I know it's not necessarily doing anything new, but they certainly haven't lost what makes them them no and they they still seem you can still get the feeling that they enjoy doing this and that's that's important awesome well um for my we're on what number 11 um cool so my number 11 you already spoke about this album so i'll I'll give my two cents on it my number 11 is gore obsessed from 2002 this is one i believe of two albums produced by neil kernan and of the two, this is the lesser sounding one. But um, my problem with this one is it's not; it doesn't have enough bass in the in the mix. Um, but once again, I do love the separation of the instruments here. It sounds it sounds really good. Um, this is a really solid album. This is one that actually changed positions a little bit. Um, it was yeah. higher up, and then it went lower, just because it's got. It just sounds overall really good, and. It's got a lot of great songs, but as you brought up, this is this is at the point where, where the band was well into repeating themselves. They had they had their formula, and they weren't really straying too far from that formula. But they still know how to work really well in that formula and make some really fucking badass songs. Like some of my favorites, "Dormant Bodies Bursting" is fucking great. Um, yeah. Overall, the energy on this album is awesome. Um, with a lot of these later albums, it just comes down to. Um, moments that stick out, songs that stick out. Um, and this one just doesn't have as much as ones that would come that will 
come at later in the list. Um, one of my favorite moments on this album is in the very, the very last track, Grotesque. Corpse Grinder does this build up from a lower thing to a higher one where he does like he does this thing and i'm always like that's fucking so good and that's the thing that like he doesn't do the high he does the higher things you know on every album random songs but um he does do it and sound he sounds fucking great in the in the documentary that you can watch online about cannibal corpse he talks at one point about how every time he does the high screams his head feels like it's going to explode, like it's hurt, it hurts him to do it. Wow! And that is a dude Brutal. that like that is a dude <laughs> that like he he sacrifices his body for what he does because the fucking windmill headbanging can't end up good for him. <laughs> you uh. know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be a day where something's going to happen. I'm hoping it's just gradually it gets harder and he gets stiff and he has to have therapy. I hope he doesn't, like, snap something at some point. (laughs) To be honest, like, looking at the guy's neck, I don't think there's any chance anything's going to snap that fucking thing. I don't know, man. It's But, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the case. He's built up enough muscle there at that point. But um, I mean, if, 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 if you look at, like, photos of him from years ago his neck isn't nearly as big so it's literally just the fact he works it like a muscle it's yeah. just so fucking huge yeah. yeah so uh but yeah and he but he sounds great on this album and overall i re- i like this album a lot um i just put it lower down because the another album with the same producer um i believe is better and um yeah so i ended up oh a, f- a fun fact a, a limited edition bonus version of this album has no remorse by metallica cannibal corpse covering no remorse i think and i've heard that actually years it's, ago it's, it's not great it's interesting but um you know you know me i always got to bring metallica into everything we fucking do um but yeah so that's my number uh and we talked about the cover art we we, have, we haven't been talking about cover arts that much um maybe we'll do a separate episode someday talking about our favorite the best and worst cannibal corpse album covers or something we can do a video version or something where we talk about those okay i'm gonna do a quick rundown of 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 all the uh artworks uh from my 14th pick to where i'm at with my number 10 yeah so should i just do sure okay so red before black is just like a first person perspective of being stabbed to death which is actually pretty kind of fucking brutal when you step back and analyze Drink. it but yep <laughs> kill is more effective as like a statement rather than an art piece yeah it's i actually kind of do like-, like that because it's they didn't give you the same thing and honestly the yeah. cover if you, if you the, the actual cover that was drawn is on the inside of the album and it's just a yeah. dude a, a gross looking dude with a knife and it's not it would be pretty underwhelming if that was the cover of the album. For, you know, so I like that they just went with kill in big letters because it's it's something they did they didn't do before. Yeah, Vile has a a dude <laughs> t- tied up in barbed wire with maggots bursting from his stomach and you know his giant gangrenous cock on the fucking floor. Uh, <laughs> he's been he's been halved. He's been because he yeah. doesn't ha- he doesn't have any legs, but they left yeah. the dick there. I guess because whoever did that to him, they're just assholes. 
And they're like, yeah. we're going <laughs> to cut you in half. We're going to remove your entrails. We're going to, we're going to do all sorts of shit to you, but you know what? We're just going to leave your dick here right in front yeah. of you. Yeah. <laughs> Because we're not complete monsters. <laughs> I don't think they left it because they didn't think he might use it later. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like a statement. That's like an odd, that's like a calling card for a serial killer. Why haven't they done a movie like a movie like that? A serial killer. His calling card is he leaves a severed cock on the scene. <laughs> we're going to find out who he is. The, this, the, I don't know what the, what the <laughs> Tune in next week for another episode of Cock Detective. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and they call it the slang term for detective is dick, so they could name the the show could be called Cock Dicks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, where were we? That's awesome. I was just going to say with uh, the artwork and stuff, Violence Unimagined, uh, you may notice it's. It's got like a, a zombie woman's face on the front of it, but yeah. like the actual artwork on the inside is the same zombie woman ripping a baby in half. Yeah, I, I, is... I bought the I bought the unedited version on vinyl, and honestly, it's it's a cool album cover, but it's definitely not one of my favorites. Yeah, um, and so here here I am at my number ten, and this is an interesting piece of artwork. Oh shit! Because uh, it's kind of it looks like it's escaped from some kind of science lab, and it's in a facility. (laughs) I know where you're going. And my number ten is bloodthirst. Yeah. And so there's this like half insect creature with this horrendous fucking body, and like this number. I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I would probably go on record and say this is this might be my least favorite cover because it's just it's just so like. Okay, it's just a weird, bizarre creature, and it just uh, for some reason aesthetically it just doesn't hit me as like, oh, this is cool. It's more like, oh, that's weird. All right, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't like to meet that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like okay. In- instead of like, holy fuck, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, that's kind of scary looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, nonetheless. Pounded into dust is is blast beats galore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead human collection has some tasty crushing moments. Uh, unleashing the bloodthirsty. I will maintain that the best death metal is slow and nasty, and this is a damn fine example of using slower parts as yeah. well as fast shit. Like they really hit something here. Uh, the spine splitter really lays in on those like slow grooves as well and then it follows it up again with ecstasy and decay and i've got here even more slow nasty shit this is awesome yeah. um raped by the beast faster one here you know they've <laughs> i tell you what there there was a lot more sexual shit on the earlier like 90s works like for the shock factor like obviously you got fucked with a knife. I maybe they blood. were maybe they were they 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 were giving a little bit of time, and then when they were putting this album together, they're like, "When's the last time somebody got raped?" Ah, yeah. like three albums ago, two albums ago. How about how about a beast rapes somebody this time? I'd love to be in like the band meetings when they discuss <laughs> this shit because like clearly nothing is off the cards. I mean, they've got a fucking song called "Necro Pedophile" for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, and it's like. 
there really is no limit. Um, Coffin Feeder is another pretty speedy track with a classic uh, Cannibal Corpse skank beat section thrown in. <laughs> I love, I love the whenever they do it because it's kind of like whenever they do like kind of the skank beat they kind of lay back a little bit on the speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of something like Slayer, where they get like faster with like, you instead get, which is like almost uncomfortably slow to the point where it's like, fuck, yeah, fucking die, die, you know, sort of shit. You know, it's, it, it really does convey what they're trying to put across here. Um, uh, some some of the uh, upcoming uh, upcoming song titles are fucking awesome. Hacksaw decapitation is just a brutal assault on the listener. Blowtorch slaughter, yeah, is just great gnarly one. gnarly riffage done marvelously. Sickening metamorphosis, like the breakdown halfway into this is fucking awesome, and. Condemned to agony again, as per usual, they give you one final blow to just fucking make sure you're dead. And uh, yeah, my number ten, bloodthirst. I mean, it's we're we're approaching the zone now where I'm like, hell yeah, I could put any of these on and be satisfied. But uh, yeah, I do have my favorites. I would agree. Yeah. We're 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 in we're in banger central already, even in episode banger one. Central. Um, so my number nine is the 2014 album, A Skeletal Domain. Is that and number nine or number 10? Fuck. Because I, don't I know. just, Where I we? did number 10. I oh, was like number, number, number 10 then. So my number 10 is A Skeletal Domain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, whatever okay. number it is, where we are right now is where A Skeletal Domain lies. And, um, <laughs> I r- really like this album. Mostly because it's produced by somebody else. It came yeah. out, it was, they did three albums with Eric Rutan, and then this one is with Mark Lewis. And I, I, now that when I'm, now that I've gone back to listen to these again, I'm going to say, in my opinion, this is the best sounding Cannibal Corpse album. I'm right it, there with you. Like, how fucking good does this album sound? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's so well done. And just the fact that you get this really great production and then the the intro to the album is the song High Velocity Impact Spatter, which is easily in my top 10 of Cannibal Corpse songs. It's yeah. so good. And it has, once again, one of those badass moments that if you don't listen to metal, it's not cool at all. But the middle section where it has the, the riff and then you hear like the backwards build up to his vocal saying hi and then he goes yeah. like every time <laughs> that part comes i'm all like that's so fucking badass the whole song <laughs> is badass it is a badass song from beginning to end um oh yeah so overall the sound of the album is fucking great i i love it the songs are great um honestly the only gripe that i could give this album is that yeah it is a little bit more of the same like songwriting wise it's not it's still kind of in the lane that they're normally in um, but the production really brings it all up. And honestly, I really like the artwork for this album because it's not yeah. anything gory. It's probably the only one I can think of, of Cannibal Corpse where it's like a landscape. Like it's something where there's a lot, there's space in it. Like it's, yeah. and I love that about it. Like, a, like it's, 
and the the color, the choices of colors where it's very like browns and and grays and stuff. It's very, it's very cool to me. I, I this is one of my favorite covers of there, even without it being um, brutal drink. Um, <laughs> but this is also the cool thing about this album for me is that as a fan, this one is a grower because. It's got great songs on it, but the more that I listen to this one, that's this is becoming one that's like one of my favorites because I I'll, I'll go back and I'm like, there's so many cool tracks on yeah. this album, and I just love I love the way that it sounds, and that's really important. I know that like on a lot of uh, our episodes, we don't I don't harp too much on production because um, sometimes I'm like, an album is what it is. And if it doesn't totally kill it for me, then the production is fine. Um, but in this case, because their music is so aggressive and so there's so much going on in the music, you have to have the right producer to yeah. make it palatable to, I guess, somebody like me. I don't know. I just, um, <laughs> I understand wanting to be brutal, but the that's that's my biggest issue with a lot of modern death metal is that the the fucking production is so compressed and the the <laughs> kick drum is really clicky and everybody's vocals are exactly the same and so it's just it's depressing but you get a band yeah. like Cannibal Corpse who've been doing it for fucking ever they come out with a skeleton voice and it sounds amazing the songs are great these guys are just you know Still at the top of their game, and that's this is this album is another reason why Red Before Black is the last album on my list because they followed this up with that, and I went, oh god, okay, come on, guys, and so well, you know, as 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 I'll say, you know, I gotta, I gotta say it again, there is no bad Cannibal Corpse album. I just there's some that are a lot better, and Skeletal Domain is one of those. That's why it's my number. Cool. So my number nine is Torture. All right, cool. So Demented Aggression, holy fuck, is just pure chaos right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, Sarcophagic Frenzy is gnarly as hell. Gotta look up Scourge that word. <laughs> There's like certain, certain times where I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds evil and I like it. You know, it's... Sarcophagus, a stone coffin typically adorned with a sculpture or inscription and it's associated with the ancient oh, civilizations of Egypt, Rome, and Greece. So, oh, like sarcophagus. Oh, I see. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, but, like, they, they invite uh, Frenzy into it. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. Just this, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just fucking gnarly. Uh, Scourge of Iron. Like the groove on that, my god! Yeah, um, encased in concrete, you can really hear some Slayer influence at the start. That's uh, that's a add, that's a pretty bl- brutal way to die, right there. Like if you think about it, encased in concrete, like you're just yeah, you you all of a sudden you can't move and you're suffocating. Like that's yeah, that's, there's no blood involved in that. But that's pretty frightening. That's the thing, and I need to. There's no better time to say it than here. Corpse Grinder is rattling off syllables like Eminem and Rap God. Like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good comparison right there. Like, because 
the dude can do the but then all of a sudden, like, you know, th- this isn't words by any means that I'm doing, but like, yeah. like and I'm thinking, huh? What? You know? <laughs> and it sounds and like he's I, saying words, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, he, he is. Like, that That doesn't give him any justice, what I just <laughs> did. But I'm, <laughs> I'm just... It sounds just like that, only, like, way better. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, as deep as the knife will go has an awesome usage of double kick runs to punctuate riffs. Um, intestinal crank. Yeah. Awesome, awesome song. Followed home, then killed is legit. <laughs> yeah, is a legit scary sounding song. Like just how blunt it is as well. It's like, yeah, you were followed home and then I killed you. Yeah, it's just like, so fucking outright, you know, he's not fucking around there. He's just being completely honest. You know? Followed home, then killed. Uh, I, I'd love to see an entire track listing of songs like that. Where it's like, made a pot of coffee, then smashed it over your head. Like, <laughs> Marked my um, calendar for the 31st and then waited for that date and then killed you. <laughs> uh, got griefed in Minecraft, so I got in my car and went to your kid's house and shot him for griefing me in Minecraft. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, we need to we need to make a whole album. Thought of this very shit. heavily about possibly killing you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we could go all day with this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, the the strangulation chair. Now it it's at this point where we get some Alex Webster action, and all I could think is when that bass part happens is that kind of what the fuck is even that yeah. like kind of moment where you're like, uh, row, row, right. <laughs> you know? I feel like at this point, people don't talk about Alex Webster as much as they should, but I think it's because mm. it almost seems like it's a given, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, like he's a badass bass player. Duh. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> the dude fucking, dude fucking rules. Like one of those people that, that I just, I watch what he plays and I'm just like, God, it's the, like everything about it. He's just so, he's one of the masters of the fucking instrument. Absolutely insane. Um, caged, contorted. You, 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 hold on, what, why'd you leave oh. the dots out of that? Uh, ha- oh, yeah, hang on, wait. Caged, dot, 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 contorted <laughs> is more gnarly death metal. <laughs> uh, Crucifier avenged. Is fast and brutal. Uh, towards the end of this album, I kind of ran out of things to say, so I've got like my last few things, like Crucifier, Avenged, Fast and Brutal. Rabid just says awesome. R- Rabid is another through. fucking great one. I love that one. Yeah, a torn through is just one final skull fuck to go out on. Torture is. It's not anything new, but it does it well, you know. Yeah, and and that's that's that one. Cool. <laughs> so now we're on to my num- actual number nine. Um, cool. My number nine is Bloodthirst from 1999. 
Cool. And honestly, prior to a skeletal domain being released, I would have said Bloodthirst is the best produced um, Cannibal Corpse album. It's the uh, one and yeah. only one produced by Colin Richardson, who Colin Richardson worked with a shitload of metal bands. Um, yeah. And uh, it sounds great. It's it's uh and and this is one that's like really strong. It's filled with all sorts of really great moments, and um, it really I don't know, I, I like I don't really care for the album cover that much. It's okay. Um, the the content of the album is cooler than the album cover to me. Um, yeah. This one to me though, it's like, it's, it's it's got to be up there is one it's i mean it's one of the best corpse grinder albums that we you get to the point here as we get higher up on the list where i start doing that thing where i'm trying to be half and half with my personal opinion and with kind of a a subjective view on the albums and um i just think bloodthirst is really is is great it's not one that I go to as much as the ones we're going to be talking about, so ended up here at number nine. But it's it is a fucking strong album. I've actually heard some people say that it's their favorite Cannibal Corpse album, and I wouldn't I wouldn't fault them for that. Um, it's a great middle of the road um, record, isn't it? It's like it's it's got everything there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, it's it's a step up. Like before, this was Gallery of Suicide. In my opinion, Bloodthirst takes it up a notch. Um, but. Um, yeah, at this point, like 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 you said, there's a lot of repeating the same kind of words for their stuff because it's very similar. Um, my standout track on this one is "Blowtorch Slaughter." I fucking love that one. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if you want to make like a playlist of Cannibal Corpse songs, just listen for the titles that I say and put them together, and then there you go. <laughs> if you're new to the band, if I mean maybe that'll be your your introduction. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, Bloodthirst is is my number nine. I don't have a lot to add about it because we already talked about it, but it's a fucking cool album. So there, there you go. Cool. So my number eight and uh, final, final album this, of this episode. Yeah. So my number eight is Gallery of Suicide. All right. Cool. So like this album for me felt like you know oh this is something different you know um that kind of where's this one taking me kind of vibe Mm -hmm. and i while i will say yeah i agree it doesn't it perhaps lacks some low end i love the cool vibey shit they tried out on this record you know there's a lot there's stuff on here that i hadn't heard yet from them so it was like oh got a little extra like little sauce in there so um <laughs> so we've got i will kill you it, again it's one of those like really blunt ones that just really hammers it home you know it's it's kind of like the the precursor to followed home then killed you yeah. know it's like <laughs> yeah. i will kill you this, this, um, this album you'll get to it but this has one of the in my opinion one of the most brutal song titles that they ever did <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get there though I'm I'm trying to figure out which one it is, but I think I know which one you <laughs> we'll, mean. We'll get there. Um, so you got disposal of the body. Uh, is a short one, but it does a lot of damage. That's what she said. Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, Sentence to burn is awesome. Love this one. Vocals are great. Blood drenched execution, more brutality. Mm-hmm. Uh, now gallery of suicide title track. Uh, has a vibey feel at the start, something that hasn't 
appeared in their discography at, at the time I was listening to it because I did all of the albums chronologically right from the start. So it's cool to hear something different. Um, yeah. Now, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure this is the one you meant. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dismembered and molested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've I mean, literally that is... Put- I've literally put award for best title on any album ever goes to this one. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know? that is because that's like there's certain titles are a little bit more goofy, but this is one where yeah. you kind of go, oh, is that, holy you, shit. You, you, you see here with this one, like do you, if you want to dismember somebody, sure, I'm cool with that. But then then molested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like haven't haven't you done enough already? It's Jesus Christ, yeah. man. This is. <laughs> Whoever the fuck, I mean, who, who wrote that one? That one is, oh, that's, that's Alex Webster there. So uh, we bl- we'll blame it on him for, for the demented <laughs> mind that he has. But that is, that's pretty, that's pretty brutal. Drink. I, I like to, <laughs> from, from skin to liquid, like that's another gnarly thought though. Like if you think of someone just like melting. Uh, it has a cool, clean guitar, vibey, layered thing going on, and then goes into like full, slow, and that's nasty th- territory. Maybe that's the part one in the submerged and boiling flesh. Like first, you, yeah. your your skin is turned to liquid, and then your submer- somebody else is submerged in boiling flesh. It's a part. It's a two parter. We didn't even know they had maybe, one. Maybe this is just like a giant uh, jigsaw puzzle. Um, like it, it's one giant narrative, but they've like <laughs> completely shuffled it throughout their career. So it all it wouldn't it be cool if like someone figured out you put all of the Cannibal Corpse album covers together and it made one giant fucking terrifying. It's, thing. it's gonna make one giant severed dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> if if they come full circle with the with the song titles and they need need to do one called "Emptying Out a Giant Tub Full of Melted Skin," <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, one last thing I wanted to touch on with uh, "Skin to Liquid" as well is that big spacey snare that they yeah. included on an album in 1998, a time when big snares weren't really a thing. Like now it was like the coolest thing to have was like the smallest, tightest snare possible. Like with the whole new metal thing at the time. But like the, the atmosphere on this album is like, it has that unsettling vibe and it's really cool. Yeah. Like unite, unite the dead. is just fast and brutal stabbed in the throat. God damn. I love when they add the reverb, uh, is what I got for this one. Yeah. Uh, Chambers of Blood has that fast. Now I love. I am a complete and utter whore for <laughs> Stop <songs>. right there. <laughs> <laughs> I I love songs, and I call it the where the slime live approach, where you've got a slow beat with a fast double kick oh, run yeah, under it, yeah. like like that shit. Hell yeah. Where the Slime Live by um, Deicide, a band that we will eventually get to, I'm guessing. Oh, no, it's Morbid Angel. Is that Where the Slime Live is Morbid Angel? Yeah, that's that's Morbid Angel. I, I didn't we know if you were to making a joke there. No, I, 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 for a second there I was. That's uh, like, any, when, once you get to the later albums of Deicide and Morbid Angel, I start to get yeah. really mixed up with, th- with things. Where the Slime Live. <laughs> um, uh, where, where am I at? I've got uh, Headless. 
death metal harmonies are something else, man. They just sound horrendously awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ev- every bone broken, brutal. There's a lot. There's a lot of and- bones. There's a lot of bones. That's what they do to break <laughs> every bone. There's a lot. Yeah, like that's intense. That's some serious trauma right there. That's also some. That's so, that's some. That's some uh, commitment right there. Like you know, I would probably, once they're dead, I'd be like, I ain't breaking any more bones. But I guess, I guess eventually you just you get you get into a rhythm and you're just like, I'm just gonna break every last bone. <laughs> there was a uh, thing I read recently about a, um, it was like a an amusement park disaster. I think it was. Uh, in Australia or something where something had gone horribly wrong and it, it made me think of like a cannibal corpse album title because like apparently the coroner's report had a line in it that said injuries incompatible with living. And I just thought that's a fucking oh, cannibal corpse title. Wow. Like, um, and it was like to do with someone had fallen into this. Uh, it, sorry if people are squeamish, but you're probably not <laughs> listening to the Cannibal Corpse yeah, episode. Where, where, where yeah, where? Yeah, so for you if you are. <laughs> yeah, like it. The apparently like there was there were like four people on this raft on this ride and it flipped over. Two of them drowned, but two of them got caught up in the conveyor belt underneath, driving the raft forward. Oh. What a fucking horrifying way to go. But that's officially put me off of raft rides and probably anyone listening to this. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was just like, I thought I had to put that in there just solely based on that. The injuries incompatible with living yeah. just reminded me of Cannibal Corpse. Um, so Cannibal Corpse, if you're listening to this, that's a that's an idea I'm penning. I want a writing credit, even though it was the coroner's o- report. Also but, you know. shredded by raft. <laughs> Maybe that could be yeah, sh- shredded <laughs> by raft, <laughs> flipped over and drowned. Like it, like just like they've got all of those. There's so many, there's so many title possibilities for like one incident. Like <laughs> they, they, if they, they should do an album where they do kind of tamed versions of their own stuff, and the the, the song titles are like "Had a Fall," <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Fell from the first rung of a ladder. Like <laughs> <laughs> tripped over my shoelace. <laughs> then died. <laughs> Experienced mild discomfort with a pebble in my shoe. <laughs> Woke up with a stiff neck, then died. <laughs> and every song title has then died in brackets. <laughs> with like <laughs> <laughs> Left the toast in the toaster for too long, then died. <laughs> burp, burp, popcorn smell in the house again, then died. <laughs> uh, forgot to do my taxes, then died. <laughs> The registration on my car expired. (laughs) Is this the best episode we've ever done? (laughs) Sorry. I'm crying. It's so funny. Okay. Don't don't do it anymore. (laughs) Drink some water. (laughs) He, he, 
he's, he's actually drinking <laughs> water. Dying. We're both trying to drink water. Hopefully we don't die after we drink water. Otherwise, uh, it's going on that album. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> Recorded a podcast, then died. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay. All right, well, we, we, we were still on Gallery of Suicide. <laughs> um, I, I think I was on uh, Centuries of Torment. Yes, yes. Also brutal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it seems underwhelming now. <laughs> yeah. Centuries of torment. Oh, okay. Um, and then finally, you get crushing the despised, which has a gnarly bass part in the mm-hmm. intro and closes the record out. That yeah, album was album good. Album did good. <laughs> 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 that would be so sad if we were if we were that kind of podcast where we just didn't really yeah. have a very large vocabulary and so just like yeah. you know a, a gallery of suicide it's a good album moving on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny like it, i've seen as well like there's this kind of trend in the last few years where it's kind of like um it's so, sort of becoming funny now to just like throw vocabulary at the fucking wall and just be like fuck that and it's like how are you doing today i'm big sad bro you know it's just like everybody you big mad i'm big sad it's like reverse evolution you know i'm okay with that it's like rebelling against yeah. rules of of grammar mm-hmm. um which i'm which i'm, Hell yeah. I'm, I'm it's weird there's a fine line between rebelling against grammar and just being really shitty at it so it's like um, I don't know where that line is. I don't know why. I mean, we gotta, let's wrap this up with my last album of the of the first episode of Cannibal Corpse. So um, this is one that was a little bit lower, but then I started to think about the significance of this album, and so I decided to let it um, top the first, I guess it's not really first half, the first episode of our uh, Cannibal Corpse ranking. Uh, my number uh, eight, yeah, eight is Kill from 2006. Um, cool. This album marked the return of Rob Barrett and the first with Eric Rutan producing, which is, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Um, <laughs> I remember when this album came out and, and I think the reason why it's significant for me is it almost felt like a re like a new beginning or a rebirthing of the band because they were. Yeah, it sounded so brutal because the first thing that I heard off of this was they released the music video for "Make Them Suffer," and at that point, I think you know you had MTV Two over here that was still playing metal stuff at times, and yeah. um, that I was like, "This is fucking insane!" And that they're they're still sticking to their guns and making this brutal ass music, and just that, and the fact that you know they have a different production style and the 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 way the album cover looks everything about this just feels like this like every it's almost like you mark another another spot in their story starting now with kill yeah and i just think that there's a lot of classics on this album we already talked about them time to kill us now make them suffer great fucking songs um once again um the the thing that makes this album not higher because i do think it has a lot of strong songs it's the production and the fact that as you get a little bit Later on in the album, it's a little bit samey um, from stuff that you already heard. Yeah, but it is a really strong album. This is another one of those albums that 
if this is somebody's favorite corpse album, I'm kind of like, yeah, I get it. Cause it's, um, it's, if that's what you want, if you're literally just want to, if you want to be pummeled for like 45 minutes or whatever, this is, it, it does, is, yeah, it does it, it's very good. Um, but like I said, I, I like this album on its own as the sound of it. Um, Obviously, because I haven't talked about the album that follows this yet, I like that album better. But I do, I do wish that they had started to switch out producers at least maybe every two albums because it just it gets a little yeah. bit much. Um, but yeah, my number uh, my number eight is Kill, and um, yeah, I think it's a fucking great album, and and I, I I'm glad that it topped topped this this uh, this particular. Um, did I say it was in 2006? That's when that one came out. Um, this particular episode yeah. of Cannibal Corpse, which now we've done, we've we did we did it, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we managed <laughs> to get through the uh, the first episode of Cannibal Corpse, and um, God, my my voice feels feels rough, man. It's really <laughs> weird. Like all of the all of the talking and all of the kind of trying to do a death metal thing isn't the thing that killed my voice. It was laughing too much. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, my voice is just like, <clears throat> "You need to stop, dude. You are you're you're shredded. You're shredded beyond. Your throat has been shredded with a knife. I don't fuck out. <laughs> Talked too long, then died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully, um, after you guys listen to this podcast, you don't die. Um, I, because we want you to be around for the next episode of this. That would be really horrible if somebody actually did die after listening to this podcast. Please don't, don't, don't let us know if you die. Okay. At least, at least, <laughs> at least get to watch the second one first. Yeah. I mean, wait, wait. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, cause the next one we're as, as, as a lot of you probably noticed. Oh, and I guess no, for you too. None of the Chris Barnes albums appeared yet. Um, yeah. and, um, I mean, I think there's a good reason for that, and so yeah, so that's really all we got for this episode. Um, I think we've co- we've covered a lot. We've uh, cool. we've been pretty brutal. Just get one one more drink in there, drink in there, just in case. Go ahead and finish your drinks. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, this has been fun, and uh, we'll be back next week with the second half of uh, the Cannibal Corpse discography. And um, I just I loved I just loved the fact that we did two episodes of Toto and then we came yeah. and did the Cannibal <laughs> Corpse. I really do think that if anyone's ever going to try to explain this podcast to anyone, that's the good thing to put is it like they did one episode about Toto and then the very, and then the very next Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. I, I would like that to be what we're known as. Like, you know, they, if it's, if it's related to rock in some way and it's, it's going to get covered. Although there are yeah. some bands, people bring up other bands. Like, would you, would you, would you want to do a like Nickelback? And I'm like, I don't, I, I feel like I would find things that I liked about Nickelback, but it would be a whole lot of shit talking. And I don't really think that would be a very interesting episode. It it would be a lot of complaining about things that other people already complain about. I was going to say, I I feel like a lot of people have already kind of covered like Nickelback and defended Nickelback and attacked Nickelback. It it just feels like something that's been done. Whereas... Like, say, for example, I don't know. Alien Ant like, Farm. Oh, uh, <laughs> hell, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say no to that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. 
All right. Well, cool. That's cool. we're not going to we're not going to do Alien and Farm. I apologize. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's the end of this episode of Crankton Rank. Thank you very much for for listening, Peanut Butter Platypus. To all of you out there still sticking around, you are you're the you're the warriors. Come out and play. Anyway, clink 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 clink. Um. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening to, to Crankton Ranked. We'll be back in a week wrapping this up. And as usual, I'm going to throw it over to Eddie Sparks to take us out. Loot out!